0: Hello, I'm Ed Horrich, and this is Shot Up North. We talk to top professional photographers from across the UK. And in this episode, we meet Dan Prince, who's been consistently selected for Shot Up North Sun Awards year after year in recent times. So I wanted to meet him, find out how he got his career started, what's his work ethic, and what are some of those stories which he thinks led to some of that success. So grab a cup of coffee, a glass of beer or whatever floats your boat and join us as we talk about risking all to get a career off the ground, how decisive moments with a fridge can turn into a winning image and what's it like dealing with LA production values when you're parachuted into the back lot of the Back to the Future film set. But we started by pondering if you could even do justice to photography in an audio podcast. I thought, how can you have an audio podcast with a photographer? Because you can't see the flipping work. <laughs> uh, and 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 we're looking at the work here. Um, but I listened back to some of those things, and actually, it was the conversation that was interesting. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, people have a phone. They can Google it. They can check these things out. Everything's there. Uh... In the ether to kind of find and yeah and navigate
0: through. So yeah,
1: I mean, and a lot
0: of these images are going to be on the Sun website anyway, shotatmills.co.uk. Yeah. Um. So, and 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 you know Dan Prince, you can just Google Dan Prince yeah. photographer. I
1: come up somewhere. There's a there's a guy um, optometrist or something in the States. He's a Dan Prince, but I think he comes up first. I might say. Well, there's not very many
0: Ed in the world. So if you Google Ed Horrache, you come up with a whole load of rubbish. But you do come up with my photographs so, more often Yeah, <laughs> no. No, it's, it's
1: It's a good thing that you can, you know, you you top with the Google list, which is, uh, it is important when people are searching for you, but mainly people know who you are before they even start wanting to find yeah. you. Dan Prince, photographer. All right, there you go. Then you might see an image which is 10 years old. You go, oh, why is that up there? I want, I want the new ones up there. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but I like it when, yeah. if, it, if it's still coming up after 10 years, I'm thinking... That's probably because enough people have looked at it that Google thinks it's important to bring it up.
1: Yeah, possibly, yeah, because it's, it's possibly one of those things that was popular on a blog years ago because if you're working with, like, maybe it's a printer or a designer yeah. and they've used it on theirs, um, then then it might come up via theirs and not just directly from your own, which I found as well. Um, I work with uh, Dean Panoff of um, uh, Bonnie Deer Design and uh, we've we worked on a lot of things years ago and he kind of came up with one of um, my... Award winning um, promotion, self promotional books, uh, mm. My Day as a Robot. Right. And that one in the sun. Um, I can't remember which image when. was that. It's not that in this it, lot. It was, yeah, it was, it's in one of those. It's oh, right, uh, the okay. ones that I sent, but um, it's the little boy dressed as a robot.
0: So is it personal or commercial? It was a personal a shoot. Commission. Yeah. Right. It was just okay. Sort of so a let's, series let's, let's of six that. images.
1: Um, that's all right. There we go. Yeah, that was an award winning image. <laughs> that took like two seconds to shoot. We'll, well talk about th- that later. That's, that's interesting. You know, the one I want best image in for fridge. is a head in, head in a fridge. Um, I was doing a hair shoot. We um, was set in fight of the hair, which was kind of part of the flaming redheads, which right. you can see in front of you as well, which is another image which um, I'm kind of a little bit remembered for for, for many years ago. Um, people tend to refer to that image. Um just a portrait in a studio and um certain varied expressions of redheaded people. Um and we needed the flames on the fire, so we set fire to a mannequin head. Right. And this we were having a I was just having a comp in or uh, yeah, that's that's kinda comped in afterwards, but I wanted the obviously the real hair, so we kinda got this um <laughs> this red-headed mannequin head and set fire to the hair. And we kind of use that to comp in. So they, but, but it's interesting for me. It's just, oh, let's let's photograph this thing. Cause I, I don't know why we put it in the fridge. I think we we're just having a little bit of a goof around in the studio. Um, and the, 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 you know, the, ha- the hairstylist, John, who I know really well, I've done work for in the past. And he was just like, "Yeah, I'll shoot this." And I just had a little joke. Said, "Oh, watch, watch this image. It'll end up being one of the. Uh, it'll win an award." <laughs> and I submitted, it and, it got and, it did. <laughs> and it did. Best image just for goofing around, putting a head in a fridge, but that's that's what I mean by you know nothing is right nothing's wrong you can submit anything um, and you never know it's a bit of a lottery which we discussed earlier about just just submit to awards because you never know what's going to get chosen so but
0: it's, it's sometimes it's that inspired moment I think uh you know you, you look at that and you go why yeah and you go well actually yeah, we you know well, the, 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 the the it was it was uh, an emotive sort of like a gut reaction to do this mm-hmm. and you know some you know they talk about the decisive moment in, in photography that moment where you press the shutter mm-hmm. why do you press the shutter at that moment rather than you know um, a second before or a second afterwards mm-hmm. I mean I know people sort of like have it on burst but mm-hmm. some photographers work like that uh, I'm not I'm not one of them um, I don't really work on burst I never never did mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you what a little story. I uh, worked on a project with another photographer who was used to shooting off reams and reams of yeah. f- a film. Yeah. And uh, and I would sort of like, I would, I would shoot like 36 shots, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what you got on a 35mm <laughs> roll. Although I wasn't doing, yeah. I, I was do using medium format, but it tended to be around about, you know, yeah. that number of shots. And he would shoot like 200, 300 and uh, when it came down to it, we actually selected the same number of images out of both our sets of work. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I must admit, I'm I'm in his camp. I shoot, uh, I, sh- I shoot constantly. I shoot the life out of things, but it tends to me that I, I find just the one-offs the, the most interesting, and the ones in between as well. And and I'm always I just shoot it because I'm trying to work around that scenario. If it's a repertoire shoot, or so, and sometimes you don't get the luxury of Kind of stopping and orchestrating and kind of directing a bit, you know. If there's a horse coming towards you, you better shoot quick and you better move fast. You know, because you don't want to do this again. And what happens if the you know, recently on Diablo's, um, you know, oh yeah, and put them in the lake if you want. Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to be knee deep in a lake because, you know, we're going to have to get this shot. And it's not, it's not going to be in there for long. But you, so you better get in. You better be working fast. You know, and that's. That's why I, I shoot a lot. I shoot quick. I shoot fast. Whether or not people like it or don't, I can't really help that. You know, you've kind of, uh, this is the way I kind of do things. And. Then when you get a brief, we slow it down, we lock it off, we do tripods. So yeah, we do. I've d- I've done all kind of manners of working, but it depends on the brief, and it depends on what the subject is as well.
0: We've got about a dozen or more images yeah. in front of us here, all of yours. An and, agent, and an the, ag-
1: an agent would say, "Are these shot by two different photographers?"
0: <laughs> I I th- I think there is there is a certain calmness about all these shots. Oh, thanks, Ed. Like it doesn't point. look like you've been shooting manically around here. No. It, does, it looks like, you know, the the, the, the the pace is quite slow and, you know, the, there's been time in considering that shot.
1: Yeah, it kind of, it's it, it happens. There is consideration and there's time and but it's very fast. So it's almost like Matrix time slowing down sort of thing where you... You can see it, you can feel it, you know what's gonna happen, and then you're capturing around it and around it, trying to get that shot bit left, bit more, left, bit more left. You're just position that go go forward, go forward. You know, whether you not you're communicating with a person or not. And that's that's with action and being outdoors and stuff. And then when you've got a portrait, that I'm not saying much. I'm just working around the position. i yeah. quietly spoken. And because you've got to approach things differently to every every scenario and I will I will. When there's a calmness, um, for instance, when we did Homeland with artist Keith Barrett,
0: which images? Oh, right. Okay. So, so um, this is he's in his workshop. Yeah,
1: he's in his workshop carving uh, on a piece of wood in his working factory environment, which which is his artist studios, and. I filmed and photographed him for two hours. Yeah, I didn't speak a word to Keith.
0: No, I can sympathize didn't with that. Didn't speak a
1: word to Keith, and it was a beautiful thing. I loved it. It's it's kind of those moments. I love those moments as well as the chaos because you've got to be on it when you need to be on it, and then yeah. you've got to calm it down when you need to be calm. And it's it's just understanding your environment and not going in all guns blazing, and you've got to just assess it and. Well, this is working. This is lovely. And lighting it by using the lamps and the heat lamp that he had. I didn't use any other additional lighting, just because you know it's that I can work with this. I can work around this. And yeah, it's be a environmental. Thing. So yeah, so it's and that to me, I I get something from that. Just that that moment we shared together. There was yeah. only two of us in that room, and
0: I love that. That that to me is that's what it's all about. So I, I bet that uh, how long do you say two hours? Two hours with Keith. Yeah. I bet that went like five minutes. It
1: did, yeah. I mean, I stood back. I didn't film a photograph all of the time. I'm just standing, even just watching him kind of carve. Yeah. And because there's only so much you can do loads of times, and maybe you, see, you can get it in the first 10 minutes, a lot of stuff. Um, but then you're slowing things down and you're trying to find that additional shot or capture that moment. And then, you know, you might go, oh, Keith, can you just do that again? Or, you know, when, when you're getting in close, when you're doing the finer details. But other than that, you know, he was sort of. Is this all right, Dan? Is this um You know, do you want us to do anything? No, no, just do your <laughs> thing, and I'll, I'll capture what yes. you're doing. And yeah, you, yeah. and you can you can get you get that from the image. Just you do what you do, and I'll capture the uh, what's happening in front of me.
0: So, what about some of these other images? Are they in a similar sort of? you were zoned in for a, a long time, or or some of these like really, like you say, you captured it in the first ten minutes.
1: Usually you're capturing the thing in the first 10 minutes, especially if you're, you're using people outdoors and you're asking something, somebody for a portrait or whatever it is. Um, you know, you've got to work quick. You've got to see it, know what you want before you get in there. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you've got to work at it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's harder than others. Um, but you keep shooting and shooting and shooting and you're finding, you go, ah, oh, great. Just go back again, just do that again or just position yourself again. And, you know, it, it sometimes, you know, you... you, you you kind of, you, you're you fighting against light. Um, you've got the image of, uh, from my project, the companion of uh, John Kirtley. Um, he's standing on the horizon line with his falcon tights. Yeah, it's just and a silhouette. Yeah, and the silhouette. Him standing next to a tree. And, yeah, and that was just capturing the moment before the sunrise. And I was filming that day as well as... You know, getting some drone footage, so we had to work quick. But that was just a lovely shot, and that was actually film taken on a a, a film camera oh, uh, right. that I was videoing with. So it wasn't <coughs> it wasn't using my normal canons. Um, that was actually using a Sony, which I don't use anymore. I use uh, Panasonic's for for my motion work, uh, film work, um, but I use canons for for my stills work. Um, so that was I was pleased with that image as well because that was quite unusual. That I just flicked it to stills mode because yeah. I was actually filming because it was such a nice shot. I had to capture it. So that's the result of, of just of that. And then we did a separate day where I went out with him to shoot a series of stills, and then I just put that in with the other imagery. And
0: that's one that the popped out.
1: And that's the kind of well, it's it's still it's a still moment. That's the for me. That's the cover. That's that's the poster. That's yeah. the uh, the the promo image, and it's got to be simple and strong. You can see a title going in there. You can see a copy going in there. So, you know, you've got a way of thinking along with when you're doing briefs as well. You know, you can see how it's going to work.
0: That's a great image. Uh, is that on the website?
1: That's on the website. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: The other question that I mm. wanted to ask, or the one that's popping into my head at the moment, is that uh, we've, we've got two folders of work here. One is personal and one is commercial. And it, if I look at them, my first response was, I'm not sure which one's which. I mean, there's some obvious differences. Yeah. In, in that uh, some of the commercial work has artwork around it. So yes, you know, mm. you can tell. There's a BBC One uh, branding sticker in the corner there. And th- there's text on images. But some of the other ones like this image with the guy and the dog
1: yeah that's that yeah it's one of those where uh you, you have the freedom to to shoot kind of how you want to shoot right. and, and and you kind of so let, it's
0: getting more personal well
1: yeah because you let loose and you kind of you got the freedom to do this um this is for um, busf F um, farmers uh, it was a big farming shoot and so we're just trying to capture portraits and the guys holding his dog um and it was a nice moment and you know you i've shot this guy coming through the field so many times because we're trying to get a nice portrait Mm. but an action portrait of him walking and you want to get something different so i thought oh can you just pick up the dog and then he kind of picked up the dog and walked towards and we kind of got the shot and and that's been used on on all of their their kind of branding as well which is really nice that thing that you captured is remembered and it's there's always a standout image from from a shoot and that was that was fortunately that that was one of the standout images and it's strong i agreed the art has agreed. the creators all agreed and and it's just a nice moment and we captured mm. that we captured the essence of him and his relationship with his dog and that's what it's about him in the field working every day um and that's a nice thing to do where you just grab the cameras and you're off in a field um, left to your own devices and you get some nice results um, from it as well
0: Now I remember, was it last year or the year before you got very excited about these quite heavily manipulated portraits
1: Yeah, the manipulated uh, um, bingo portraits um, national bingo campaign um, which was a tricky one the <laughs> Uh it's it's one of those that's I've, I've shot quirky portraits in the past and i've shot studio portraits um i was <laughs> i was told i put this book in front of an agent and they actually said um if if this work went in front with with other photographers you wouldn't get that job <laughs> i'm like well well why oh because it's you know because they've got a book full of this image right and you wouldn't get that because of that so it was, it was a tough one to kind of to take because I, I, I was proud of the image and there's no reason why because I do studio as well as location, portraits, people, reportage. It, it kind of, it's it's people. I work with people. I love people, love portraits. Um, and this was set to a brief like you do when you get commissioned, like they used to do in the 90s and the 80s. They were kind of a car guy might get hired to do a still life or a person, people shoe because... The creative wanted them to do that shoot. Be the one of his take, yes. their take, her take on on how they would create that image, and why not? But I think now it's it's changed. There's, there's there's a lot of people now, and there's a lot of photographers. So you've got to kind of fit into the box. And I think that's where that conversation came from. But yeah, going back to your question, uh, Ed, I was quite proud of it. I loved this, and it was a very tricky one to get right. A Very yes. tricky one. The amount of uh, to and froing. <laughs> And this was actually retouching and edited over a Christmas period as well. So I was o- overseeing this um, with the retoucher, getting it to my point, sending it to the art director or way off, sending it back again. It wasn't like this. It's supposed to be like this. A long like a caricature. It was um, a massive process. And people were, you know, the boss of the agency even piped up because everybody else was off. And he had to kind of have an input because we needed to get this to a certain yeah. stage. So when the client came back from from uh, Christmas break that they had something they could could see, and that was nearly finished, nearly complete, and then we could kind of go for the minor tweaks on there. You could actually, it's so hard, because manipulating a face into a caricature or portrait, you could go all day, what about the eyes? Should we bring the eyes up? Eyebrow, what about the cheek? What about, no, it's like how big do you want to go with this? And this is quite a difficult thing as well, is to kind of get that level right, yeah. But I think we achieved it. It was a tough one. It was a really tough one to, to achieve uh, in the end. Um, but it was a learning curve as well, and it was a, it, it wasn't easy. But I think was, the fact that you achieved it, it with
0: with a number of images because there was a whole set. There's yeah, a whole series. I think there
1: wasn't was, there? There was uh, seven in total or eight? Possibly. Actually, I think there was twelve in total. But the ones that the main ones that went out for ads were there was about seven. So, um, and there was it was a tough one. There was a few <laughs> tricky conversations
0: to be had. I mean, um, to do one, you could probably you know get to that point organically. Yeah. But to repeat it is yeah. Quite well, difficult. it's get
1: it's, it's kind of getting the feel of the starting point as well. Um, that's the tricky thing. Once you once we're all on the same page of where we needed to be and how much to push yeah. it, then we're off because it has to be a conversation and a very open conversation. Well which one are we going to do? Oh, is it, it's going to be the mouth on this one, but we're going to have to raise the eyes because the character comes from that. But shooting them as well, you don't shoot a big expression. We found the, the subtle expressions work better to manipulate than the than the bigger expressions. So we had, uh, we photographed everything in studio, and then this was the first time I was doing this as well. And even on the conference call, the client's like, so how are you going to do it? I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're going to achieve it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it going to look like? Well, it's going to look like, Something in between the examples that I have on the website. I haven't done it before, so how can I tell you what it's going to look like? <laughs> that's that, but, but you have that conversation all the time, and you know why? Why can't we say this? You know the conversations that you've had behind the scenes, and it's not a bad conversation. Everyone has somebody to answer to, um, but it is a one we can't. I can't give you a hundred percent answer and give you an eighty percent. But get us in the studio, we'll get something great. Get something that's unique for you. We're not going to make it look like anything else. Um, because it's for you. So, and this is the result. We all loved it, and I think it was a success. Um, so yeah, I was pleased, and it's it's a good learning curve. You, when you've gone down that road, you're like, all right, okay, anything else? Ray Touching's a piece of cake, you know. So yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know, it's, if the Ray Toucher can kind of you know do that level, then it's a learning curve for them as well. It's good to do things you haven't done as well, and you learn from that, and why not? If you did the same thing all the time, it would be boring, but uh, it's one of those commissions that you're proud of getting, and you you don't get every year, and it only happens now and again.
0: And you get a huge sense of achievement of of having got to that finish line as well. Yeah,
1: from a simple portrait, you've got to a, a certain level where you're proud of it to go out, yeah.
0: So let's wind back a little bit. What was it that made you Become a photographer. I've
1: always been artistic, and the only thing I was I was ever interested in was art as a as a kid. So, you know, do pastel drawings. I would be more of a still life artist when I would kind of copy what was in front. And I was always interested. I kind of been brought up on film, TV, so I'm a big Mm. film buff as well. I love TV shows. What's your favorite film? film? My my go-to on everything is is Goodfellas. Right. When I was, uh, I did uh, film studies when I was working because I was trying to find out what to do, which wasn't the work I was doing. I was spray painting in a factory. Mm -hmm. Did that for four years. Hated every single minute of it. Wasn't I didn't fit in wasn't my bag at all not
0: very creative
1: well i thought because you, you're interested in you know even even i respect tattoo artists as well i can see that creativity and anything creative i can yeah. get into so you know if you were kind of designing like flames on a tank or you were kind of painting by hand freehand and stuff like that i can get i don't understand but when you're doing a job to earn the money to go home and kind of you just weren't happy you know so um i was trying everything to try and get out of this so I did a part-time film course, um, film studies course, um, whilst I was working three shifts, which was fun. So uh, just to try and find what I wanted to do, and I love film, and you know, Goodfellas does stand out for me because from from that course, I had to study the first the opening scene, and uh, there was so much in that opening scene. I think I wrote three pages on the opening Mm. three minutes. Yeah and the use of music the use of freeze frame the use of storytelling introduction Mm. the use of drama the use of action the use of it's just all of that you know in the space of three minutes you've got a lot in there and that's that is what i kind of that's how I think, you know. It's all of this in one image, you know, and I can think about what's in this image and that creativity started, the, the juices flowing again and I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll I'll start photography and and I, I picked the camera up and we are on just holiday um, and I was doing a part-time photography course and everyone's going, oh, your images are great, your images are good and I just enjoyed doing it and it kind of came, I could frame things up Mm. what I could see, there was an old lady sitting on a windowsill in Spain. I would frame, I'd ask her for a portrait and the best you could. Um, and, you know, frame it up and it was nice. And the composition was there and the, the eye was there. And it just kind of came naturally. So I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll kind of do this. But I had to make a decision on what do I do. I had to leave and do full time. Or I can't do work and do photography. So I quit everything. Yeah. Sold everything, sold the car, everything, and then went back to college at the age of ooh, 25 right. and then decided to do, it was a big thing for me, getting on a college course. New world, didn't know anything about it. Bit alien. It was completely, you know, and you're an older student. There was a few older students in there. Um, but it just you start to learn, you did still life, you did all of these things and the, the guys were great. They helped you through it, they helped encourage you. You know, and and I know Jackie Longstaff and uh, Graham Stoof from Newcastle College, and they were a big part of helping me through that. You know, that that college time and finding the path and the interest, and it's all about the interest, really. I didn't know which direction I wanted to go in, but I just had an interest in photography and creating things. But because I was older, I was working two jobs at the weekend, and you know, had Hmm. been in a relationship for quite a long time, and then you know just pushing 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 all of the time so it's it's that You kind of the passion was there and the work ethic is there as well so i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and you're winning a few awards and i won michael ormerod awards which my brief which i won for was to go to new york 9-11 and photograph the anniversary of 9-11 so i was part commissioned and i put pretty much more than I was given yes in to you do go over yeah to do that and then come back had an exhibition and it's that it's that kind of uh, when i got off the plane three hours later i was in college processing film mm. in the dark room i needed to see those images yeah sitting on the plane with all that you're film. driven you, were well, you're driven and it's, it's kind of in you and this is this is what it's just that kind of fuels the fire and feeds that kind of what you want to do so and I've been like that ever since. I'm still you still have that in you. Yes, me because too. Because that's yeah. why I do the personal shoots. I have that in me to do that, to drive, to get to anything, anywhere I want to be. Because I just want to create. I've got to have the thing. I've got to do the thing, and and hopefully you get you get work from that along the way. You know, if somebody's gonna give you some work. You're gonna get paid, and that can. Give you the freedom to do these personal projects as well, and there's uh, this, this the, yeah. I'm kind of still doing it to this day. Kind of, I've still got that mindset and still got that, that childlike enthusiasm, even though I was 25. Um, so after that, a bit confused, don't know what to do. Everyone London, London, London. So I went right, I'm gonna have to learn by assisting. So I went to London, I assisted a few people in the northeast during my summers, full time studio assistant as well. Uh, worked with guys Mark Westerby, uh, Mike uh, uh, and yeah. John Quinn. So worked with all these guys that give us give us a little bit of work because they knew I was keen. So yeah. that's all you have to be is keen. You don't have to be great. You have got to be keen. Um, and at 27, just had a sit down with a girlfriend. and Said, "Look, I've finished the course. Um, I'm going to move to London." And after seven years in a relationship, that's quite a hard conversation to have. Mm. I'm going to move to London and we're gonna have a long um, distance relationship. We're gonna come back every two weeks. So, moved to London, started, slept on couches. Doug Kern, (laughs) thanks Doug. Uh, Neil Denham, he was down there. And Doug Kern and uh, Rich Allen as well. Slept on his couch, slept on Doug's couch. So, went down with nothing and then started from there. Kinda, Dan, there's another, somebody needs an assistant. Got an assistant, There's a second assistant. So, I got on that job. Went from there. Went uh, went to see Alan Powdrill, Did loads of cold calls. Went round to see photographers, and the ones who I went to see, like give me work. And Alan Powdrill. thanks, Alan. Um, I appreciate everything you've done, and uh, he gave us one of my first assistant jobs. And I worked with him for three years when I was in London. So worked with him consistently. Yeah, it goes from there. They've got agents. They've got photographers. Worked with Seamus Ryan, Greg Williams. We did. Uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. We did the cover for Casino Royale. That was my assistant claim to fame, and I, I've got a bullet from the Bond set, which I'm quite proud of having. So it's still in the house. So <laughs> I'll on stole, the mantelpiece. stole please. that from Pinewood. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so yeah, there's some experience in there as well. Just seeing all of this, you're working on big ads, Vodafone, Sony, you're working on TV sets, you know, you're working in front of actors and, you know, having a conversation with uh, Naughty Haller about. Um, uh, the Yorkshire puddings and roast potatoes. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it kind, of, it's an yeah. interesting journey. You know, I work with loads of different photographers, and I wasn't a great assistant, but I was keen. I was there. I had a car. Um, you know, when you're driving around London, you're driving a team full of clients in 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 a van. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, but it's a big learning curve as well. So, and then I moved back home after three and a half years, and I started pretty much when I was thirty. So when so, I was 30 so that was well, you
0: launched your solo. Um, career as a photographer rather than an assistant
1: it was yeah but I went out showed the book showed them I was going around London I was going around the northeast and then I was slowly trying to get work coming back home driving back to London coming back home so I did that for three and a half years Um, but I was mainly in London assisting and then you get an odd job now and again showing the book in the northeast because I was going to plan was to move back to the northeast um, because my wife wasn't going to come to London so, yeah, um,
0: <laughs> dogs, cranging, <laughs> dog's we can edit that out because <laughs> it's not video. <laughs> so,
1: so yeah, um, so I moved after getting a few jobs, moved back to the northeast, and then a year later, got married. So, bought a house, got married, and that's the journey from the northeast. So, you know, I've been shooting now for this 13 years, I think it is now. So, yeah, so I've been in the game for 13.
0: So, so like I said earlier, sort of saw you in Sun, two thousand and ten. So after three years, you kind of,
1: yeah, well, felt
0: felt that you were up into the awards, sort of.
1: Well, it's kind of um, it's finding the awards. I think it's kind of well, where do you put your work? And you know, I think it's finding the awards and asking other people. And uh, you possibly knew about uh, the the Sun Awards and the EOP. You know, I had stuff in as in as, as an assistant as well, and. You're always dipping your toe in the water of awards and it's always been something that the college pushed on us. Yeah. Um, and photographers were always doing it. And it's just a good way of kind of pushing your work, getting it out there. And this is before social media as well, which we had the conversation about before earlier on, about uh the times before social media. You printed your book, you knocked on the door, you made a phone call, and you went to see people. Yeah. It didn't even answer the emails back then, either. It was kinda you made the phone call, you did a cold call. Sometimes it was too many calls, so you didn't get in there, but you went to the other person, or and people give you a chance, and that's kind of I don't think it's changed to this day. The the, the people who I get work from and, and uh, I find engage with you more are people who you've seen with your book face to face. Yes, there's, you there's started no, a relationship. Basically. There is no better way of, of doing anything than with a printed book. Creatives love printed work and mail shots, whether or not. They don't keep a lot of them now. Some people, I'll just have one, I don't want to take too many because I have a lot, but they still like to see it. They still like to see the production of things. They still like to see, you know, printed work and sitting having a conversation over a printed work. It's just like this, you know, sitting having a conversation Hmm. about stuff. Have a cup of coffee and have a a chat about stuff, about things which we're all passionate about.
0: Well, you asked me yesterday when I said bring some pictures along. You said, do you want me to bring prints? And I said, oh, you, you know, you don't have to schlep prints along. And now I'm kind of regretting that because it would be nice just to have those things in our hands as we're chatting away.
1: I did have the book prepared, but I I kind of pulled that out um, because I was trying to juggle things last night. And, you know, I saw the email when I was coming back from something I was coming home had to get in the house. I've got obviously two kids. I've got to put a bed, read stories and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, God. And then I've got to get with quarter five this morning to come down here and do all you know, my usual daily routine. Um, so it's it's there wasn't much time, but I I, I do have the archives of, mm. of my previous website. So all the images that I, I kind of sent you down were pretty much from twenty. 2013, So maybe right. it's even twenty fifteen. So yeah, it's not even before that as well. So you know, and and you never see this when you're kind of looking through the images. I'm looking sitting, looking at them now, going, yeah, we've it's been it's been a nice little journey so far, and there's some interesting things in there, because um, you don't think you've done much until you s- kind of put them all in on a page and look at them all together.
0: So if you were going to pick out not necessarily from that selection that you brought along today, but mm-hmm. that from from your career, if you're going to pick out either the best time or the best photograph that resulted from it, what, what are the ones? I mean, there must be a few that sort of just like spring to mind.
1: I think every image has a story. Um, it's more like the experience or the story you had from it. Yeah. Um, uh, the one from BBC Care with Sheridan Smith, that's that's a lovely one. Um, just the experience for me was good for this one. Um, so, w-
0: so what what was it about that experience? Why was this an experience?
1: Because it, 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 it's not. It's like oh, you know. So as soon as you pop, you know, you pop something up there which people can see, and it's on the iPlayer and BBC, and it's got a really good, solid actors on it, and good directing team, and all this DOP. You know, people kind of their ears prick up. But it's for me. It's it was it was a good experience, and and this this image kind of represents the day for me. It doesn't really represent it, what comes to my mind. Is not just the image itself, but I've got I've got lovely stories from this because this was orchestrated. We had to kind of set up a shot for the publicity to sell the drama, and this was art directed. We set it up. We tested it. This is what the, the art director wanted. We get got the light together. They wanted the light. This is much, you know, it, it's a kind of, you know, we, we kind of, we, we got to this point where that's what they wanted, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But interesting for me, was actually directing uh, Alison Steadman and she's playing uh, a role where she's, she's had a stroke. And I was trying to direct her and she wasn't responding. I'm like, well, could she not hear? So I was projecting <laughs> the voice a little bit more. You know, the northern voice is hard to understand sometimes. And, um, and yeah, so I was trying to do as much as I can. And she wasn't, even the eyes weren't looking up and she wasn't yes. moving or doing anything. But Because she'd I, had the stroke. Because I realised she got into character. If she breaks that character of yes. playing the stroke because she had to droop the side of her face and she had to get into character, then yeah. she would break character and then she'd have to do all of this again. So yes. But she didn't say that. You just got to, all right, okay. Just, but yeah, but it wasn't a long time. It was like a minute, two minutes. When you're doubting yourself, you're going, what? Oh, okay, all right. And you're talking to <laughs> yourself in your head and you're going, all right, I've got it. <laughs> and then, anyway, we capture something lovely. And and there's, there are behind-the-scenes images as well that, that kind of go with this image because uh, this is the main publicity shot orchestrated. But um, they actually ran through the full scene for me to shoot after they filmed the scene. So the dop, this German guy, looked like he's from a heavy metal band, Right. but his CV is fantastic. This uh, this guy was on the bed. He's having a chat. All well, the crew were very small crew. It was actually shot in a, in a, in a an abandoned care home, um, so it was very tight. Dop is on the bed filming the thing. So it felt real, you know. It felt like a real scenario. And there was quiet, there was still no one was mentioning anything because we were in character and they were doing the whole scene. I'm standing in the corridor, arms folded with the blimp in hand just in case I need to shoot over the shoulder while they're running sound. Um, And then just because you're with the crew and they they know that you want to capture something and you're keen but you're not pushy, you know. So Mm. they actually said, Dan, do you want us to run through the whole scene again? I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, because it's not often I get, get my turn. <laughs> yeah, it's not often you get the pleasure of kind of them running through the whole scene and and you know Sharon Smith she ran through the full scene with Alison, the touches that simple brush of the hair she did mm. every single thing she did, um, possibly more because I didn't even see the scene you know, um, so she ran through the they've they both ran through the whole scene again. Just so I could capture those still images and it's 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 a bit of a privilege, you know it's kind of yes I'm, I'm, i' you know I, I thank you very much and even at the end of the whole shoot Dan, thank you very much, you were great. spent five minutes, ten minutes with these actors because it's such a tight deadline day um of, of, of schedule um and it's just nice just to even get the nod in the oh that looks great, check it on the laptop. they're all happy off the go, our director's happy, and then it comes out. And then you see and you go, yeah, that was good. But the whole thing I remember, just from that single image, that image, you know, it's not possibly one of the strongest and the best and the biggest I've ever done, but that, to me, it stands out from stuff that I've done as well. And I can easily go to... Another one was was Minecraft Earth. I mean, this was a multi-part comp, and it was... um, a one we'd worked on the concepts uh from a, a northeast based um games design company and they were commissioned by Microsoft and this is all hush-hush but we 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 worked on concept artwork to inspire the team when they're actually working on this game so right. so this is quite an unusual one where we had to you know previously do a shoot In various scenarios, so they could work out how the game was going to work. You know, Microsoft said you did a good job on you know the the concept artwork stuff. So let's uh, let's send the team out because we haven't got time to sort all this out. We're doing we're filming a TV ad in Elia. So let's just fly out the original team, art director, myself, my assistant, and let's just and shoot it in Elia. It's nice. We're all you know like the think that it's an exciting job but mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a week four days just for one day's worth of photography to get one image and this is all a multi-part comp because that's what they were going to do creating a surreal world and the cast were over there so we had to go over there and 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 shoot them uh, in earlier universal set and these were the steps where back to the future was was filmed
0: I thought they looked familiar. Yeah, Yeah. because
1: we shot up the stairs. They just put a flat, so they just put a big kind of... It's like a court on the front, but if you go behind that... You go through the door and behind that doorway are the original pillars from Back to the Future. So the set is left. <laughs> so it's more like an abandoned set behind this yes, posh lovely yeah. kind of put it up front um, of this new set. So they use this for TV and film and stuff like that. So, so it's
0: a certain uh, surrealness coming into what you are, you're creating a surreal world because you a, say it's all come together, it together for a game. It is. It's
1: all come together for a game because you look at it go, "Ah, oh, it looks really kind of competent and surreal, yeah. That was the point. You know, <laughs> yeah. I had somebody like a friend of mine says, Oh, he messages on Facebook saying, Oh, it looks like a looks like a multi comp I said, Yeah, we, we, we shot s- nine images to get that. We we, we actually used the slider and I never used it for the first time yeah. and we, we slid the camera to, to photograph frames to have this huge piece so they were right. gonna stitch okay. this puzzle yeah, together. So stitch together. Yeah, yeah, so it's nine frames stitched together. But our job really is to kinda Capture the frames, and this is this is another part of if, if the business you know running around with farmers in fields, and then we're locked off very tightly locked off, working with a huge production crew, working with models, um, cast talent, we're working in, in an environment where obviously we're working with sun and the daylight in Elia. Um, a, a good friend of mine who I actually assisted with, Carl Cole. So shout out to Carl, who lives in Elia. He helped with getting me connections to get the kid hired and he helped with, with that kind of so stuff. Really in important. LA. Yeah, a massive, huge thing. And with my relationship, because I assisted him f- with him, he got me on a few jobs and he's a great guy, Carl. He's uh, He tells it like it is. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Carl and he's one of those guys who you can you remember as a good friend um, of, of sort of three or four, which I had in London. Back back when I was assisting, and I hadn't spoken to him. I follow him on Instagram. I hadn't spoken to him for years. I emailed him. He called me up 15 minutes after I sent that email. Yeah, that's a testament of this guy and, and who this <laughs> guy is and the relationship we can't be had. And he said at the end of the whole thing, I said, "Thanks, Carl. You've been a massive help. You've helped. I used his assistant out there. Yeah, which in earlier super assistant, they get paid big bucks to run the show. So." He sorted all the kit. I was all light at the end of the day. I know what I need to get. I just need to get what I need. I need the tools to do the job.
0: You're yeah. like a fish out of water.
1: Yeah, you're not in your home turf. But I took my assistant. over, so it was a good learning curve for him as well. Because I said, look, when we go over, this is going to be like super assistant. This is going to. This is a big production. He's done work with me, but he hasn't been on a team of four. He kind of, you know, mm. big production stuff. So. It was good for him as well to see this the learning curve as well of kind oh okay well all of these things are new this is a new kit I don't know what how it works and all this kind of things but but it was good it's a good team and we, we you know we, there was certain issues and certain problems and we had to do two you know different scenarios within the time frame so it was a tight one but um it was, it was good and and at the end of the day we the client was over the moon everyone was happy our director was happy. And that's what you want to achieve at the end of the day. And as long as everyone's happy, we we had fun on the shoot. Yeah, there was a couple of little niggly issues about lighting and orchestrating. And I'm standing on a window frame with a ladder and we we (laughs) actually, you know... There's always
0: those things that you're really not aware of when you look at the end result. (laughs) result.
1: We wanted a branch tied back or we wanted to remove the branch. And we thought... We're never going to be able to remove a branch. And there's a gardening team.
0: Yeah. Uh, they got everybody, so they, yeah.
1: Well they, yeah, exactly. So they came over, and there's always a guy for a guy for a guy over there, you know. So um, we said, oh, he said, well, which branches? And we're like, oh, we're never going to get this branch. Well, we'll just tie it back. Can we just tie this thing? Back? No, I'll just cut it down. <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of, yeah, we were adding to the, the, the pruning of the tree. Um, which is there for film sets and we're just chopping branches off trees. Just We didn't do it, but we asked to do it and we had permission. But uh, it's just one of those things, you know, it's like, yeah, just ask. Hopefully we can get it done. If not, we'll figure out a way of doing it. Um, and it was that was the treaty one. It was just logistics as always. And, and there's a few people in there. There's cast and there's the members of the team. I think my assistant's at the back there behind on the thing. So, and he said, he was I'm in that. Said, no, don't be daft. You're not in that. Because to them, it, to outsiders, this is a huge thing. And it's, yeah. all, cause it's all, you're watching it through a window. For us, we work this every day. And this is normal life. Just And it's fun. We had fun with the shoot. Um, it was just quite funny being a big film buff as well. Back to the Future Steps and it's all that kind of. There's a lot yeah, of synergy going through, yeah.
0: on from, like you say, the back lot from yeah. the, you know, the facade in, in front of something and, and the fact that the whole thing is a facade. Yeah. Obviously, where, where it all comes together and it marries up, do you realize it when you tell the story back like you're doing now?
1: It's a tricky one because this is, this is the most technical we've kind of done because we had to tape the area where they were going to put the actual game element. My job is to get them to react to this object um however Mm. exciting it is because we didn't even know what it is we can't tell them what it is so you've got (laughs) to direct them and get them involved in something that doesn't exist they don't know about it was different as well it was kind of it was an unusual thing that we did um never done it before and just a different way of working as well very very technical i remember a shoot with carl it was albert watson's son Was doing an editorial shoot Got his name. Apologies, but Carl, I was working with him, and he shot five, four portrait, shot a frame, and then slid it over and shot another frame. Mm-hmm. This was just for an editorial shoot, and he spent a day and a half lighting it. He came in this second day, and he didn't like it. Had to take all the lighting down, and Carl was there. And went okay, all right. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> knew the guy was just testing, just playing because he could, and just kind of pushing yeah. whatever he was doing. So, and he went all right. Yeah, he just wants to take it down. We're going to regulate it. Not a problem. And you kind of see that, and it's nice that I've I've got that in my brain, that little story. And then Carl helped me out in LA, having not spoken to him for for ten years, and and he helped me out in fifteen minutes. He phoned phoned me back, and that's that's I think that's testament to relationships, you know. And uh, re-
0: relationships, and 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 I've always found photography an industry where where people are, are genuinely friendly usually fairly genuine. Yeah, Whether you can maintain those relationships is, is another issue. But that's down to circumstances, and like you say, geographically being close to people. And when you're not geographically close, like you were saying, you know, uh, uh, UK to LA, uh, those relationships, you know, they have to take a back seat. When you can rekindle those, yeah. it, it is a testament to having worked well with somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. I was in a portfolio viewing uh, in new york um this year and and all the photographers a lot of photographers in one room and they're all talking to each other, but it's probably because they're not direct competition and they were just why not talk to each other? you're in the same room and then just you're killing time we're all in the same environment we're all feeling the same things and mm. you know i got gotta to speak to a few few guys, Sam Barker I was chatting to and actually had a good chat it was nice to chat <laughs> you know it's like oh right, dan how are you doing and just just a couple of blokes in a room showing our portfolios trying to get some some new commissions that's kind of what it is isn't it so um that was just nice to talk because you don't really get that
0: Dan, it's been great talking to you today brilliant thanks ed some great stories Thank thanks you, very ed, much for cool. coming in And of course if you want to see the images we were talking about, just go to the website shotupnorth.co.uk, where you'll see not just Dan Prince's work, but that of some of the top photographers over, well, we've got the whole archive from 2019 all the way back to the year 2000. And of course you can see even more of Dan's own work on his own website, danprince.co.uk, And he's got his own podcast as well. And there's a link on that website. Shot Up North is a not-for-profit project run by photographers for photographers and for everybody who works with, uses, purchases, photography in the creative industries and business. Now, If you want to take part in Shot Up North, it's very easy. Uh, It's an annually judged competition and it produces the Sun Awards exhibition and book. Just go to the website shotupnorth.co.uk where you can see the sort of work which actually gets selected and you can find out how to enter. Entry takes place in the summer time going all the way into the autumn and then the awards is launched together with the book around November time. I'm Ed Horwich And I'll be talking to another one of our great photographers on our next podcast. So if you've enjoyed this one, please give us five stars on wherever you get your podcast from. And maybe write a one-line great review. That would be very kind of you. And please do tell your friends and get them to listen and get their friends to listen as well. This is Shot Up North discovering, showcasing and rewarding the best professional photography across the whole of the UK.